Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 John 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that you would help us to know the truth, to understand, and we pray that we would love the people around us, love your people. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 John 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you in order that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in this person. But whoever keeps his word, truly in this person, the love of God has been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says that he resides in him ought also to walk, just as that one walked. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the message which you have heard. Again, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light already is shining. The one who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother resides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, and walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you have known the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known the One who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God resides in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, because everything that is in the world, the desire of the flesh, and the desire of the eyes, and the arrogance of material possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, and its desire, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour, and just as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have arisen, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out, in order that it might be shown that all of them are not of us. And you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because every lie is not of the truth. Who is the liar except the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This person is the Antichrist the one who denies the Father and the Son.
Everyone who denies the Son does not have the Father either. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, what you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise which he himself promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning the ones who are trying to deceive you. And as for you, the anointing which you receive from him remains in you, and you do not have need that anyone teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you reside in him. And now, little children, remain in him, so that whenever he is revealed we may have confidence and not be put to shame before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness has been fathered by him. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. John starts chapter 2 with, My little children. And then in verse 7 he addresses them as, Dear friends, I take it that John is an older man now and feels like a father to the Christians he is writing to. Several times in this chapter he will say that he is writing because. The first reason is so that they will not sin. But then he immediately says if they sin, they have Jesus as an advocate. An advocate is someone who will plead your case for you. Jesus is the best advocate because he can say to the Father that he has covered our sins with his blood. In chapter 1, John said that if we say we don't have sin, we are lying. So we have sin, but John wants us to be working to get rid of it, and to know that Jesus is covering it, so it doesn't have to drag us down. The word propitiation means to appease, or pay for, sins with God. He says if we know Jesus, we will keep his commandments. Of course, this isn't perfection in keeping commandments, but it is the way we are trying to go. This is like he was talking about walking in the light in chapter 1. John says here that we need to walk the way Jesus walked if we are in him. Then John gives a more specific way that we can live like Jesus. Love. He calls it a new commandment. It isn't really new in that God has always commanded us to love our neighbor. But it is new in that Jesus showed us how to love by dying for us. John returns to the idea of light and darkness. If we love our brother, we are in the light. If we hate our brother, we are in the darkness. John states everything as two options, light or darkness, love or hate. John says he has written to children, fathers, and young men. It seems that he is talking spiritually here. So we can sort of see where we are if we are feeling strong in God like the young men, or feeling like we know the Father like the fathers. You might think that we should be progressing from children to young men to fathers. But maybe children is the strongest, followed by fathers, followed by young men? John has already talked about the command to love, and actually 1 John uses the word love more than any other letter in the Bible. But then He tells us not to love the world. He explains that he means the things of the world, the desires of the world. He isn't telling us not to love the people in the world, but we shouldn't think like the world thinks. 
Then John warns them about antichrists, simply people who are against Christ. But they may in some way look religious. John talks about some who have gone out from them. It seems that John is warning them against some false teachers. Taking all of the teaching in this letter, it may be that these were teaching similar to the Gnostics we know about later. Gnostic is from the Greek word to know. They taught that if you know some special mysteries that they could teach you, that would save you. And they would teach that sinning doesn't matter. So that is probably why John says that they know. They know that Jesus is the Christ, which is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. John says that denying Jesus means also denying the Father. I think the anointing he talks about is the Holy Spirit dwelling in Christians. So John says that we need to stay in Jesus. And to stay in Jesus is to practice righteousness. And now for a deeper dive. It would perhaps be helpful to understand 1 John better if we knew exactly what the doctrines were that John was warning against. We know some from later writings what the Gnostics were saying, but even then it is hard to group all people together in a single belief system. I think we can generally say that the teaching John is arguing against is a way to justify sin. And it also attacks Jesus in some way. We know that the Gnostics later taught that flesh is evil, and what you do in your body doesn't really affect your spirit. When they taught that, they brought up a problem with Jesus coming in the flesh. So, they might say that Jesus didn't actually come in the flesh. So, while this is interesting, it doesn't matter that much to us, right? Well, the temptation to think we are saved by knowing the right things is still present today. But the Bible never says that we are saved by the right knowledge. We are saved by faith in Jesus. Then that will lead to some right action, which is guided by knowledge. And really, the divisions in Christianity are often along the lines of knowledge. We believe and teach certain knowledge in this church. It is good to have consistency of teaching in the church. If you had different people saying different things from the pulpit each week, it would be very confusing. The danger is that we become an echo chamber and think that our special ideas are right, and everyone else is not saved because they don't have this special belief. John makes a point that it does matter what you believe about Jesus. You must believe that he is the Christ. So that is something that we need to agree on, and we need to be living righteous lives. We need to be loving each other. And then we can maybe accept that we may be wrong on some things that we will learn better later. And some of those things may be that special knowledge that other Christians don't believe. I hope we can grow to really love our brother. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.